Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. We had another huge news week in Alberta this week, probably one of the biggest stories of the year dropped this week. Taking a look at today's topics, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith announced a huge policy designed to protect children. An Alberta minister has been tasked with investigating whether municipal single-use item bylaws are legal. And a follow-up on a story we talked about a few weeks ago, the Alberta government is already taking action ahead of the expected drought this spring. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Taking a look at our first story here, this week Wednesday, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith announced a comprehensive set of policies designed to protect children and parental rights. The Premier said that being a teenager is a complicated time and that parents, leaders, and community teachers must preserve the right for children to grow into impactful adults who can make the best decision for their lives. It is my view that list of adult choices includes deciding whether or not to alter one's biological sex. Making permanent and irreversible decisions regarding one's biological sex while still a youth can severely limit that child's choices in the future. Prematurely encouraging or enabling children to alter their very biology or natural growth no matter how well-intentioned and sincere, poses a risk to that child's future that I, as Premier, am not comfortable with permitting in our province. Similarly, the risks and unfair advantages that young women and girls are experiencing when competing with biologically stronger transgender females in sporting competitions have also grown too high. As such, the Premier announced that she would ban top and bottom gender reassignment surgeries for those aged 17 and under. Puberty blockers and hormone therapies for gender reassignment or affirmation will be strictly prohibited for minors aged 15 and under, except for those already undergoing treatment. For minors aged 16 and 17, the Premier outlined a nuanced approach. Those minors will be allowed to commence hormone therapy for gender reassignment, provided there is explicit approval from parents, physicians, and psychologists. The caveat is that the minor must be deemed mature enough to make such a decision. The approach differs for transgender adults. For transgender adults, our government is currently working to attract one or more medical professionals to practice in Alberta who specialize in transgender surgery to ensure those individuals transitioning have access to an expert in Alberta to assist them with their extremely unique and complex medical needs, rather than going to Quebec, which is now the practice. We will also be building a private registry of medical professionals who specialize in this field to better support the lifelong healthcare needs of transgender Albertans, including access to needed hormones and surgery aftercare. The policies also cover parental rights. Classroom instruction on the topics mentioned already will require parental notification and an opt-in. Third-party resource materials or presentations related to these subjects in K-12 schools must undergo pre-approval by the Ministry of Education for age appropriateness. Parental notification and consent are deemed necessary to alter the name or pronoun of a child aged 15 and under. Notification but not consent are required to be given for children aged 16 and 17. The announcement also made strides to protect female athletes, with the Premier saying there's, quote, obvious biological realities, end quote, that give biological men competing in women's sports a massive competitive advantage. She said the government is working with sporting organizations to offer women and girls the choice to compete in women-only divisions. For biological men who want to compete in women's sports, 
The government is working to expand co-ed options. I understand how controversial and divisive discussions on topics of sexuality and gender can be, especially when those conversations involve children. I would therefore ask that as we work through implementing these policies, that we, as adults in this province, do all we can to depoliticize the discussion and focus on the well-being of the children involved, whether they are young people identifying as transgender or who find themselves attracted to those of the same sex, or simply trying to understand the complex and often changing emotions and feelings of being teenagers. They all need our unconditional love and support. Calgary-based Skipping Stone Foundation and EGAL Canada said they condemned Smith's policy and called it a, quote, direct and unprecedented attack on 2SLGBTQI plus Canadians. The executive director for Parents' Choice and Education, John Hilton O'Brien, said while Smith didn't go as far as he would have liked, her approach was reasonable and it went further than he expected. Hilton O'Brien said he believes Smith took a middle ground to diffuse tension between schools and parents, adding, quote, What you're looking at is a powder keg. If the premier doesn't do something to diffuse it, there will be much bigger trouble than a potential group of cases in court. She'll be looking at mass protests. Federal Justice Minister Arif Varani said Smith's measures amount to, quote, targeting and demonizing trans children. He told the media, quote, I have significant concerns about that. I think targeting that small minority for some political reasons, as it seems the premier is doing, is not becoming of her office. And just as you expected, the left lost their minds over this very nuanced policy announcement. Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley, who, as you likely know, has announced she will resign once a new leader is elected later this year, called the policy horrifying. I am, I'm so deeply, deeply concerned for what this means uh, for transgendered and other marginalized youth within the queer community. We know that, um, that, that, that houseless uh, children disproportionately come from those communities uh, because the relationships uh, with their families have broken down. She also said she thinks the Premier will have to enforce the notwithstanding clause to enforce these policies because she believes it will be rejected by the court. Asked about the policy, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called it the quote, most anti-LGBTQ policy of anywhere in the country. Take a listen. Canadian parents love their kids and we want the very best for them and we want them to be kept safe. LGBT youth across this country are among the most vulnerable to homelessness, to suicide, to a range of things that can harm them. We need to be there to defend them. We need to be there to protect them. And I know Canadians across the country are doing just that. It is telling that the week after welcoming uh, far-right American conservative Tucker Carlson to her province to sit with him on stage, Danielle Smith has now moved forward with the most anti-LGBT policies of anywhere in the country. Canadians need to know that the federal government and all Canadians will be there to protect youth. Meanwhile, an extra magazine journalist, quote unquote, said the policy amounts to genocide. Take a listen. Trans lives matter. The lives of trans youth matter. 
and we should care that Alberta is going to eradicate many of those lives. But don't lose sight of the long-term goal underlying the province's approach. The point of making it impossible to be a trans youth is to make it impossible to grow up and become a trans adult. The point of killing trans youth is to wipe out the next generation of trans adults. The point of everything the province is doing is to destroy trans people as a meaningful population. And what is that? That's genocide. As you guys likely know, whenever a conservative politician takes action on a controversial subject matter, the media tries to get them with a lot of gotcha questions. And at least one of those fell very flat this week. Take a listen. My understanding is that your legal first name is Marlena. Why did you choose? I wonder why did you choose to go by a different name and why you would take steps to restrict the same freedom uh, for others to do the same? Well, my mother's going to get a great kick out of that uh, question because I've been, I've been ever since 9-11, I've been telling her how difficult it is that she decided to have me go by my middle name and not my first name. It was my parents' choice to call me Danielle, and it was my parents' choice to put on my birth certificate that Marlena Danielle Smith, they just liked the ring of it better. That's actually what it comes down to. They didn't do the same thing for my older brother. He goes by his first name, not his middle name. My middle sister, she goes by her first name, not her middle name. Um, my two um, other brothers also go by their first name, not their middle name. They just decided to make a, a difference with me. They liked the name Danielle, but they didn't like the ring of Danielle Marlena Smith. That's what it comes down to. I'd like to hear from all of you guys. Do you think the policies went far enough? Do you think they didn't go too far? Or do you think the premier struck a nuanced and balanced approach? Let me know in the comments below and I'll be sure to get to some of your comments next week. Moving into our next story here, the Alberta government is making moves to mitigate the risk of severe drought in the province this year. Alberta's drought command team has been given the go-ahead to begin negotiations with water license holder to secure water sharing agreements. Alberta relies on melting snow and rain for its water. This year, the winter snowpack is below average and rivers are at record low levels and multiple reservoirs will remain below capacity, the province said in a news release this week. Due to all these factors, the Alberta government has given its drought command team authorization to begin negotiations with major water license holders to begin water sharing agreements in the Red Deer River, Bow River, and Old Man River basins. The goal is to, quote, secure significant and timely reductions in water use, Alberta Minister of Environment and Protected Areas Rebecca Schultz said in a news release. She added, quote, this effort will be the largest water sharing negotiation to ever have occurred in Alberta's history. There are 25,000 organizations and businesses in Alberta that hold licenses for 9.5 billion cubic meters of water. That's enough to fill 8.3 million Olympic-sized swimming pools. Moving into what we're watching in the weeks to come, you guys are going to love this one. Alberta's Minister of Municipal Affairs, Rick McIver, will investigate whether municipal single-use item bylaws in Edmonton and Calgary violates the Municipal Government Act. The Premier was speaking at a conference last week when she was asked about the bylaws in light of the federal court ruling, which found that federal single-use plastics ban was unreasonable and unconstitutional. The premier said, quote, I heard there was near mutiny on wing night in some restaurants because you have to ask whether or not people want napkins. I mean, some things are just so obvious that you need napkins when it's wing night. The premier also said that she does not support the single-use plastics ban, adding, quote, 
I'm not supportive of the decision in both Calgary and Edmonton, but I've put it to my Minister of Municipal Affairs to see if they've gone outside the realm of the Municipal Government Act. I think there's a little bit of ideology getting ahead of common sense here. Edmonton Mayor Amarit Sowe said he is confident that the city's bylaw is in accordance with its authority under the Act. In a statement to Global News, he said, quote, The MGA authorizes the city to pass bylaws for environmental purposes and to regulate businesses. Some of you probably remember when we covered this in the early days of the show. Edmonton's single-use item bylaw has been in place since last year, but councillors moved to increase the fees for paper and reusable bags just last month, and that's set to come into effect by July 1st. Edmonton's bylaw has banned plastic bags from stores, but paper bags can be sold for 15 cents and reusable bags cost $1. Calgary passed a single-use items bylaw in mid-January, requiring businesses to provide cutlery, condiments, and shopping bags only by request. While McIver has been tasked with investigating the municipalities, Smith recommended that, in the meantime, people contact their councillors and mayors to let them know what they think about the bylaws. And finally, moving into my weekly comment roundup, the comment of the week goes to a response from at Phil Rack, who responded to a video of Justin Trudeau clapping erratically at a women's hockey game, writing, what's going on with Trudeau? Maybe he's dipping into his safer supply a little too liberally. I'm not going to read this entire next comment here, but I do want to just touch on the beginning of it. User I am the juggernaut said, Smith's response to the reporter was okay, but I'd like to see her take the Polyev approach of asking the reporter to provide their evidence when making blanket statements like, quote, this is somebody who has been accused of defending white supremacy, end quote. Well, it is fine to draw the distinction of not needing to agree with everything a person believes in order to take an interview with them. I would have preferred her to respond with a question like, who has linked him to white supremacy? I've seen a lot of comments like this. I think that Polyev's approach to deal with the media has probably been the strongest of any Canadian politician that I've ever seen, at least in my lifetime. Let me know if you think of someone better. But it is very distinct and unique to him. That being said, I think that we're really seeing the Premier Smith kind of come into her own when it comes to handling the media. I said this on the Andrew Lawton show a few weeks ago. I think she's becoming a really polished public speaker and really just hitting all the right notes to avoid unnecessary controversy. As well, with the clip I played earlier for you guys today when she was answering that question about why she goes by Danielle when her actual first name is Marlena. I think she handled that splendidly and we're seeing more responses like that from the Premier. So I think we're going to be seeing her taking a stronger approach to the media. I think as she just gets more comfortable with the role and more comfortable with dealing with media. Okay, everyone, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you're able to support our work, you can do that over at donate.tnc.news. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next week and God bless.